Welcome to Quest for Gold. I'm Ryan Burrow. As we wrap up 2019 and look to 2020, more athletes are moving closer to qualifying for the Games in Tokyo. In boxing, 10 U.S. boxers, both men and women, earned belts at the U.S. Olympic team trials in Louisiana. The wins don't necessarily mean they've earned a bid for Tokyo. There is a point system in place. The next American Olympic qualification event will be held in March in Buenos Aires. There will also be another in Paris in May. Surfing legend Kelly Slater's Olympic hopes are still very much alive as he scored a perfect 10 at the Billabong Pipe Masters competition. He and John John Florence are vying for a spot on the U.S. Olympic surfing team. This would be the first year of competitive surfing at the Olympics. Sotheby's International Auction House in New York announced this week that a new world auction record was set when the original Olympic Games manifesto outlining vision for the modern revival of ancient Olympics, written in 1892, sold at auction for $8.8 million dollars. That's nearly nine times the manuscript's high estimate. 2008 Olympic Beach Volleyball gold medalist Phil Dahlhauser announcing this week he's opening up his own Beach Volleyball Academy next month in his home state of Florida. You can hear our interview with the man known as the Thin Beast in Episode 7 of Quest for Gold. In this week's Athlete Spotlight, we talk with USA softball pitcher Monica Abbott, who is returning to the Olympics for the first time since 2008, the last time softball was an Olympic sport. At that time, she was the youngest player on the team. Now at 34, she'll be leading a team of new U.S. softball standouts at the 2020 Games in Tokyo, trying to land that coveted gold she missed out on nearly 12 years ago. Abbott was at the Wilson Sporting Goods headquarters in Chicago with the full team, doing some sponsorship work in preparation for the Games. I met her there. We're just getting ready for Tokyo 2020 Olympic Games, so working on equipment that I'll be using, apparel that we'll be wearing, um, the Monica Abbott 14 model glove for next year, for 2020, um, doing social, doing photos, all that kind of stuff, uh, just kind of prepping prepping it all up for next year, yeah. You've spent a lot of time here in Chicago. You spent a few years with the Bandits? Yes, I've spent a lot of time in Chicago. Um, I was played with the Bandits for five years. Um, I just absolutely love it here. Um, great city, great vibes. Um, overall, big fan. All right. So when Japan was announced as the host nation, or Japan is the host country, I suppose, um, you got the feeling that softball would be coming back. It's it's been gone. Tell me about kind of the the mixed emotions. Because on one hand, I'm sure you're ecstatic to be playing in the Olympics again. But on the other hand. There's no sure thing that this is going to extend beyond Tokyo. This seems like a sport that should be in the Olympics every single year. Yeah, you know, I think softball is the softball in the Olympics, um, a women's sport, but it's the biggest stage for us as uh, women and for a lot of a lot of female sports. It's the biggest stage, and it's one of those games that we. The U.S. It's really strong in. We have a huge college game. Obviously, the Bandits are a really strong team. Um, but it's you know you can't control politics. You can't control um, what outsiders think. We know we put out a good product, but with the Olympic us being away from the Olympics for a while, I think it really showed us coming back is like how much growth we've had as far as just participation. Um, 
just viewership, fan experience, all of those things that help make the game, you know, TV worthy and more exciting have really come into play over the last uh, three, four years. Has the issue been that it's an American sport? I mean, obviously Japan is is big into it as well, but I mean, we've got American football and it doesn't really seem to go outside of our borders. Is that the issue right now with softball? I don't think so. so softball is definitely an America's game and an Asia game. It's really strong in Asia, China, Japan. I mean, Oceania, Australia is really strong. Um, Taiwan is also strong. Uh, America's, the U.S., Canada, Mexico, Venezuela, um, all very strong countries. And it's just one of those things, like, women have only been playing for so long, it takes time to grow. It's, it, it takes time to build infrastructure um, and to spread the wor- word. We're strong in, you know, two of the four continents. Um, Europe, we don't have as strong of a presence there, but, you know, we're trying, you know, we're growing like we can. We're trying our best to, to get better there. It just takes time and with um, social media and with knowledge of the game and some passionate people, I think we're doing a good job. I think you guys are probably in a better position than some of these other leagues. Women's soccer, uh, I know that uh, volleyball has struggled, um, but, but there seems to be a thriving softball league right now in the United States, and that, that's got to be a success. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for softball right now is Team USA and being able to tour in the standby her tour across the United States next year. I'm traveling with some of the pro teams and just taking the game to the fans and just making a stand for it is really huge for our sport. Talk about 2008 for me. You get to go to the Olympics, obviously, a silver medal in that. Talk about the experience as a whole. Were you disappointed with the results? I was the youngest member of the 2008 team. Um, I was also the tallest. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, I was the youngest member, and we were able to experience the opening ceremonies, which was very, like, something that you remember your entire life. And it's just like, I'm sure... People can, you know, you say Beijing Olympic Games and people see images in their head. And that's exactly what it's like for me. That emotion, that feeling, it's such a high, it's an adrenaline rush. It's such this high energy and vibe that is just unmatched. Um, After that, obviously played in the games and I had a great pitching Olympic experience and performance, but our team came up short and it was you know, it was an upset. We were defeated by Japan in the gold medal game. Yukiko Ueno, their ace pitcher, um, came out and just threw out of her mind. And, you know, we tr- we did our best, but we just couldn't pull it off. And um, it was devastating. It was very disappointing. But, you know, months passed after that game, after those games, and you kind of look at it and you're like, you know, well, Monica, like, did you leave it all on the field? Do you have regrets? Is there something you could have done better? Could you have trained for uh, it in another way? And I thought about it, and I was like, okay, like I don't want to have those doubts, and I don't want to have those what-ifs. And I felt confident and proud of the silver medal because I was able to say, no, like you did what you, at that time, you did what you knew you needed to do. Um, you did what... Um, you know, you didn't skip on a workout. You didn't do this. And in in sports, you know, any given day, 
someone you can you can come out on top. Um, so obviously in 2020, we're hoping for a better for a better outcome. Is this redemption for you? And it's got to be weird too, stringing along a bunch of people who weren't there, who were teenagers when when that game was played. Yeah, I think a lot of these people that are on the team now, they they watch. They came out to the 2008 Olympic tour. They saw us play. Um, they maybe had our poster on the wall or things like that. So myself and Kat Osterman are back for the 2020 games. And it's definitely a very competitive rivalry with Japan. Um, but they're not the only team in the Olympics, and we definitely have our work cut out for us. But I think one thing that I love is that right now we're really embracing that challenge. This team was put together, I think, pretty early. Is it a matter of... of coming together as a team and really meshing over these next seven months because you really are a bunch of talents plucked out from all over the country, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think one of the reasons the team is selected so early is because we want to be able to train together full time. We want to be able to have our training events. We want people to get their affairs in order so that once we start our Olympic tour where we're going to be playing games across the United States to prepare for the Olympics um, and those start in late you know in February so we need to be ready for those games we need to you know have the have all the conversations have some details worked out and then grow from that with our chemistry and our energy and our vibes and um, that's why one of the reasons the team is picked so early, but it's good. I think it's a really positive thing for us to know and also be able to plan. Is it weird being on the other side now, being the older person, being the one who's going to talk to these uh, fresh faces, these the, you know who haven't played at this level before, who who haven't experienced what you've experienced? It's got to be an interesting thing because the last time you were one of those young people. Yeah, it's a little bit different, like being the younger. You know, being the younger person versus the older person, the younger one, you know, eyes eyes wide open, bushy tail, like everything's exciting, everything's everything's new and shiny, and, um, you know, ignorance is bliss. Like, you don't know what you don't know, and I think as an older player now, I've been around enough where I know, you know, so I you almost know too much sometimes. Like, you've experienced a lot, you've had um, a lot of different types of things happen on the softball field or in life and you have to have that balance between knowing knowing just enough you know how much do I really need to know to be successful on the mound and that's that balance that I'm looking forward to creating I assume the goal is always gold of course absolutely you know the goal is gold um yeah, we got our work cut out for us. Softball. Does that set you up for failure, though? Does that make you, I mean, if things go sideways in a game, do, do, you know, do you risk everyone kind of dragging as a result? No, I think, you know, softball is a team sport. Like, anything can happen. Everyone gets the same amount of outs. It's how you use them, you know, and um, everyone plays, you know, there's three outs to every inning. There's seven innings. You know, you have an f- entire team of people on on the team so it takes everyone to win and i i don't see i see see it as a challenge that i'm willing to accept and go for i mean obviously as an athlete you you play to win um and but you can't look ahead you know day one this moment let's not get ahead of ourselves because you know right now i need to be present in this moment sometimes you want to put the cart before the horse right and 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 that can be a challenge because you're probably mentally always thinking about tokyo but 
there are a lot of steps you have to take to get to, to the point where you think you're playing at the yeah, right level. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know what they say, Rome wasn't built in a day. It takes time and it takes effort and creativity and all of those things to help you be successful. And it takes a certain type of people, certain group of people and support system and everyone within their inner, their little inner circles be, to be a part of uh, this journey. Did you tweet out that you just did a, did you guys do a anti-doping test or some kind of class or something? Yeah, like we that? did like a USADA, United States Anti-Doping Agency. We did um, just like a couple courses for them and their program. They don't mess around, do they? I mean, we saw what WADA did with the, with the Russians. Hey, yeah, it's serious business. You don't mess around with that stuff. Um, you really don't. And, you know, clean sport is important and having a level playing field is is important. What are you most looking forward to in Tokyo, maybe outside of the game itself? I think outside of the games itself, obviously being in the village is a pretty cool experience, just seeing so many athletes from different countries. But softball's so big in Japan, and I'm really looking forward to how excited that how excited I know the fans are going to be for for the games and I think they're already selling lots of tickets for it and just being that in that atmosphere is going to be an incredible feeling where's your silver medal right now (laughs) I can't tell you that (laughs) well you don't have to get too specific (laughs) no I have it at home it's at home in a safe place you guys going to be touring the United States playing against a bunch of different teams are we going to be able to see you in the Chicago area yet or has that not been set you know I think we do come to Chicago Um, I can't imagine us not playing the bandits hopefully that's on the schedule I don't know the date off the top of my head but yeah i think we play in chicago and we'll be all over the u.s if you have um if you guys want to follow us around the country as of right now chicago is not on the schedule for the upcoming stand beside her tour but hopefully we'll get a chance to see monica and the full team before the 2020 games next week we're talking rhythmic gymnastics i talk with a suburban 19 year old on the verge of qualifying for tokyo that's coming up on the next quest for gold at wgnradio.com